Hey there, friend. Brian Del Turco here. Welcome to the podcast today. This is Jesus Smart, the podcast episode 132. Glad you're here. And today, effective, powerful prayer is your top life skill, not just a kingdom skill, a life skill, your top life skill. And we'll talk today about how it's the most creative thing we can do. And it may not always be the urgent thing, but it's the most important thing we can do. And in the intermediate and long range scale of our life, it bears the most fruit and positions us most optimally to live our best life in Christ. We're going to talk about inviting and invoking the life, leadership, and lordship of King Jesus into everything at the macro level, society, nations, culture, the church itself, as well as the minutiae of our life, which I'll share probably something funny, but I'm really becoming convinced of it. Even our backyard, even the small details of our lives affect things. How we do anything affects everything, and we need to bring the kingdom to bear in the minutiae, as well as the micro. You can go to the show notes page for this episode at jesussmart.com slash top life skill. I want to talk to you today about the prayer of intervention. The title of this is uh, Effective Powerful Prayer is Your Top Life Skill. And there are different types of prayers that we can pray. The Apostle Paul says this, I think in Ephesians, there's different types of prayers. One of those we could call the prayer of intervention, and we're going to see it in Acts chapter 12. We invite or we invoke the lordship and the leadership of King Jesus into a situation. We bring his kingdom to bear in that detail, in that affair. So I have three words here, life, leadership, and lordship. See the alliteration there, all beginning with L. We invoke the life of Jesus. The Bible says that the life of God is in the Son. We invoke the life of Jesus, the leadership of Jesus, and the lordship of King Jesus into everything at the macro level, nations, society, culture, race relations, government and public policy, things to play out at the societal level, arts and entertainment education, you know, uh, technology, business. Okay, the macro and the minutia. We invoke and invite the life leadership and lordship of King Jesus into the minutia of our life, like my backyard. Right now, me and one of my daughters in particular, we have this project going on in the backyard where let's just say we're seeking to dominionize the backyard. We're building a fire pit. We're putting gravel around the fire pit. We're doing other cleanup work in the backyard. You know, a lot of trimming of trees and branches and things. And just, it's important. I let it go. And I came under a conviction lately, Brian, and I stole this from someone else, but how we do anything affects how we do everything. And here am I, seeking to extend the reality of the kingdom of God through a podcast, and I can't take care of my backyard? Ah, something's got to happen there. Details, attention to details. It could be wellness, health and wellness. I can't eat right. 
I must eat right, right? I'm, it, it could be a significant relationship that needs an upgrade, needs some attention. It could be something related to uh, your house or your apartment or your, your domicile, your vehicle. It could be a project that you're working on or want to work on, a cause, some new initiative. Invoking and inviting the life leadership and lordship of King Jesus into the macro as well as into the minutia. Well, let's talk about the prayer of intervention. In Acts chapter 12, we have an account in the primitive church, the early church of James and Peter, and something there about the prayer of intervention that I think is going to be um, illustrative. Is that a word for us? Illustrate. It's more than an illustration. It's a pattern, a precedent. It's a real life thing that happened, a kingdom dynamic that we need to employ in our lives, the prayer of intervention. And I'm drawing on a chapter by a stellar book on prayer by John Eldridge. I highly recommend it. We'll put it on the show notes page, jesussmart.com slash top life skill. The book is called Moving Mountains. One of the best things I can remember reading about prayer. And why do we tend to talk about prayer a lot on a podcast like this, which has as its sort of overarching motif or theme, the kingdom of God and learning how to, you know, develop as an apprentice of the kingdom, questing to grow in a working knowledge of the kingdom, which by the way, flows upstream from the working knowledge of the kingdom, which is fruitful and effective, is our experiential relationship with the king. This is not just a set of principles, right? It's relational. It's abiding in the vine. In Acts chapter 12, Herod seizes James, the brother of John, and promptly executes him. And it seems like John Eldridge in in this chapter on the prayer of intervention seems to suggest that the church was caught flat-footed on this. When he saw how this pleased the religious leaders, Herod, he also seizes Peter and throws him in the prison. And after some festival or feast, he intends to bring him out, try him, and do the same with Peter. The church now is praying most strenuously for Peter. It's a, it's a word in the Greek which is used uh, of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane when he agonized in prayer. The, the church is engaging in like uh, just constant prayer in this house and, and praying for Peter. Now, this is not the zap view of prayer. You know, a little zap will do you. I zap that in prayer. I look over there. I zap that in prayer. Perhaps there are tiny things that can be moved or affected by a zap prayer. But most things, it's not the case. The zap view of prayer will not do it, especially on things like this. And the truth is that we've been delegated responsibility. Let's, let's go back to the Garden of Eden. This is a partnership between heaven and earth, which is reactivated in Christ. And we have been delegated responsibility, and we are to exercise dominion on behalf of the king. It's called vice regency. We execute dominion and exercise the authority at the bequest and on behalf of the king. And so the church was doing this. They, they, they now woke up to their delegated responsibility, and they now engaged their dominion capacity and started praying fervently for Peter. And read about this in Acts chapter 12, the night before he was to be brought out and tried before Herod and probably executed forthrightly, an angel appears in the prison 
seemingly, I was thinking about this, seemingly knocks out the Roman guard. There's like uh, a set, I, I think two sets of Roman guards, one internal, one external, that are guarding Peter. Now, isn't this interesting? Because I began to think, you know, they remembered that a set of guards was put at the tomb of Jesus and still Jesus rose again. I, I don't know. I just think that Herod was not going to allow any chance of him being released or rescued or for him to somehow come out of his captivity. Anyway, these two sets of guards are there. And I think what the angel did was put him to sleep. They were later executed for this. If, if a prisoner escaped, you're a Roman soldier. It happens on your watch. You're done. All of these soldiers were executed when Peter was released. I think the angel put them to sleep, pokes Peter in the side, arouses him. Peter thought it was a vision at first. His chains fall off of him. The doors open in the prison and they walk out. They go down another street and then the angel disappears. Peter realizes at that time that it's a supernatural deliverance and not a vision that he's having. He goes to this house. He knocks on the door where they're praying. The servant girl, Rhoda, comes to the door and she's just so excited and so filled with joy over Peter showing up. She just leaves him there and turns around and runs back in and tells the people that are praying, um, you know, the Peter's out there. They didn't believe her. They said, you're out of your mind. They go to the door again and it's Peter. He tells them, be quiet. You know, they're rejoicing. He then leaves. He goes undercover and goes to another place for his safety, right? What is that? This is the prayer. It's a supernatural intervention. Hallelujah. It wasn't a zap prayer. This was sustained, strenuous, unified in this case, sustained prayer, which saw the breakthrough. This is the prayer of intervention. They invited the life, the leadership, and the lordship of King Jesus into that circumstance. You see, often intervening prayer often takes time. John Eldridge says, remember Elijah it took eight rounds for Elijah praying for the rain to resume after a three and a half year drought. The prayer of intervention, John Eldridge says, requires sticking with it. Um, th this is a quote. Elijah modeled for us. Effective prayer is often like the felling of a great tree. It takes repeated blows. The church in Acts 12, the account we just rendered there, gathered at Mary, certainly knew this because they were at it all night. Now, concerning Elijah, in James chapter 5, from the New American Standard Translation, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Remember, God told him to shut up the skies. This is King Ahab and Jezebel, and there's a drought. Okay, then he prayed again. God said, it's time, it's time now to switch. The rain's coming back. Ahab and Jezebel are going to go down soon. He prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. You'll remember, though, if you go back in the Old Testament and read this account, it says he went up on the mountain, and he put his head between his knees, which is sort of the Hebrew birthing position. He's travailing in prayer. He sends his servant to go, look, is there any sign of a cloud coming? Any sign of pending rain? Comes back, no. He does this like six or seven times. No, there's no sign yet. Finally, a small cloud appears on the horizon like the, like the uh, size of a man's hand, it looks like, he says. Elijah says, that's it, it's coming. And sure enough, the rain began to come eventually, and it poured rain. But it was this picture of travailing, sustained prayer of intervention.
What is it in your life that needs that? Something big? Something small? Do you just need to get some small wins under your belt and establish a momentum of dominionizing, of praying and seeing results? Listen to the Amplified in James 5. I'll I'll kind of back up for reading the first part of verse 16. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips and false steps and offenses and your sins, and pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. Can I just pause there? We need to be in relationship with others. There may be times where we need to help each other out and restore each other to an upgrade in the kingdom, a spiritual tone of mind and heart. We may need to confess some things. We may need some healing, restoration, and regeneration of some things in our, in our life. But listen to this now. Again, the Amplified, James 5, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's what we want. Tremendous, whether a man or a woman, tremendous power available, a prayer of intervention, dynamic in its working. What does it flow from? Earnestness, heartfelt, continued prayer in a living, abiding relationship with Christ, where he's prompting us what to pray about. The Holy Spirit showing us and together with us, seizing that issue in prayer as it, as it teaches, as Paul teaches in Romans 8, 26 through 28, especially verse 26. But Eldred says that we need to come in out of the matrix. What does he mean? He calls it a whirling, suffocating Mardi Gras of this world. <laughs> okay. Come in out of the matrix. And we need then to, I would say, center down like the Quakers talk about. We need to align ourselves. Now, remember, wait a minute. We need to remind ourselves, I'm in partnership with the king. I'm a vice regent. This is intolerable. This is happening on my watch. Align ourselves with the king. We are partners to bring the kingdom to bear with something that's at hand. We are to pray, my friend, that God's kingdom would come in the longer view of things i.e. the second coming of Christ, followed by the millennium and the new heavens and the new earth, the kingdom coming in its fullness. But we are to also pray right up into a given day, very close range, that God's kingdom would come right now as well. It comes now increasingly in our lives, in part, and it comes later in its fullness. We are partners to bring the kingdom to bear I encourage you to go back and look at episode 130, which is just, I guess, two episodes ago. The prayer you wish you knew earlier. It's a great prayer of the Apostle Paul in Ephesians 1. If you you pray that prayer consistently with faith, with intensity, it will transform your life. Remember, many times it's like the felling of a great tree, as John Eldred says, this prayer thing. Prayers of intervention as well as just... You know, like in Ephesians 1, a prayer of the spirit of wisdom and revolution. Stay with it. Don't be brought off point. Don't don't allow the enemy to distract you. Take you off point in prayer. Degrade your, your prayer energy. Sometimes we need to come into agreement prayer. Jesus spoke of this. We need to come in agreement with others about a prayer of intervention. Jesus said, if two or three of you were to agree about touching any one thing that you may ask for, it shall be done for you by my Father. Jesus says, I've given you the keys of the kingdom in Matthew 16. 
These are keys of the kingdom for the ecclesia. Jesus says, I will build my ecclesia. Jesus spoke about the kingdom of God for 40 days after his resurrection and before his ascension. You see, my friend, this is about the kingdom. This is about the keys of the kingdom. John Eldred says, keep circling back. Sometimes the prayer of intervention is like a cycle of proclaiming, invoking, and enforcing, unquote. Keep circling back. Now, what happens when you keep at it and keep circling back as you target that issue in prayer? What can often happen is deepening personal transformation is happening to you and I in the place of prayer. The Lord is bringing, increasing our faith, maybe. Maybe he's dealing with issues of consecration. Maybe there's relational issues that he's bringing to mind that we need to tend to in prayer and forgive and release. Frankly, maybe there's times we need to go to someone and make it right and then come back. Jesus did teach that. Personal transformation can be happening in prayer. More accuracy. The Holy Spirit could be leading you to a place where you're praying more accurately and more in alignment. And, you know, kingdom dynamics that are at play. The Lord is upgrading you in kingdom dynamics, like in this dynamic of the prayer of intervention. Or maybe he's teaching you how to consecrate things in prayer. Maybe he's teaching you how to become more earnest as you invite the life and and the leadership and the lordship of the king over that matter. You keep circling back and there's things now that you're you're facing them down and, and you're proclaiming a stand down. Jesus put it this way. We've been given the keys of the kingdom to forbid and to bind. Stand down. There's other things that need to stand up. Jesus put it this way, you've been given the keys of the kingdom to permit and to loose. Some things need to stand down, other things need to stand up. But as you keep circling back in prayer, the prayer of intervention is that cycle of proclaiming, invoking, and enforcing kingdom authority. You are the partner with King Jesus. You are the vice regent, and he works with partnership. This goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, and it's renewed in Christ through the born-again experience. It's in your DNA to move mountains. Yes, it is. I encourage you to go to an uh, article that I wrote on, the, on Jesusmart.com. It's called, You Can Access Power to Move Mountains. Use the search field. You can access power to move mountains. Prayer is the most creative, powerful thing we can do. This episode is entitled, Effective Powerful Prayer is Your Top Life Skill. You can see the show notes page at jesusmart.com slash top life skill. Would you come along with me in this? I'm just a questing practitioner. I'm not perfect in this. I'm inviting you to come along with me in this and learn how to more fruitfully invite and invoke the life, the leadership, and the lordship of King Jesus. You know, he is coming again. He is bringing his kingdom in its fullness. The Bible teaches us that right now we are to sample that age, which is to come. We are to taste it. And we are to begin like living in the light and potential of what's on the horizon right now. We become a witness. We can fulfill our assignment. We can run our race to win it. Okay, now I encourage you to look at a few episodes if you'd like, and I'll drop these on the show notes page. I did four beta episodes, prayer episodes that we're exploring and and probing on. These are very short episodes, uh, usually like 10 minutes or under, where we look at like a kingdom prayer dynamic at the beginning of the episode, and then we focus 
on some issue related to the nations. You know, Jesus says that my house shall be called a house of prayer for the nations. In episode 118, it was praying against the coronavirus, okay? A global pandemic issue. We talked in that episode about how to add rocket fuel to your prayers. Uh, Episode 119, the second beta prayer episode was uh, great joy being necessary for strong prayer for the nations says this, I think, in Isaiah 56. Episode 121 is tapping the kingdom dynamic of a solemn assembly. That was the third beta prayer episode. And then episode 125, the voice, are are you ready for this? I hope you are. May challenge some of you more than others, but the voice of the Lord is a force on the planet. And the prayer focus was the fire of Pentecost, episode 125. That was the fourth beta prayer episode. Check those out. I'll have links to those on the show notes page. Again, jesusmart.com slash top life skill. All right. Well, I appreciate you. Thanks for hanging with me on this. To learn more about the podcast in general, just go to jesusmart.com. Of course, when you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, it helps to push it out. And you know what really helps to push it out to more people? Take this episode and just share it with one person. Somehow through your social media contacts or just personally telling someone or share it with one or two of your friends. This is how it really really grows and gets traction and i i appreciate that and really the goal is whatever is of value in these episodes from the word of god becoming smart in jesus christ you know developing as an apprentice of the kingdom that's what we want to sow and get into people's lives jesus is brilliant he modeled prayer for us he knows how this life works best right now we can taste the kingdom which is coming sampling it right now we're actually in the kingdom right now we'll talk soon